Are you a college student looking for extra guidance on how to figure out your life after college? Maybe you need to spice up your resume, find the best way to answer difficult interview questions, or you just want to be in the right mindset for determining your career path. My best-selling career ebook guide is now available on the official podcast website at whatfulfillsyou.com where you can also find the recent merchandise drop of the What Fulfills You daily signature notebook, which is my go-to vegan leather notebook for writing down gratitude, priorities, meeting notes, and so much more. You can find all of this on the official website at whatfulfillsyou.com. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth, and I'm your host. Welcome. If you are brand new to the show, so glad to have you here tuning in. Today's guest is someone that I absolutely love. I think she has such a great mindset for young women, and her and I actually met Um, back in the day when I was the president of this health and wellness club at Chapman where I went to school and so it's kind of funny to see how it goes full circle like if I were to tell myself back then like oh you are going to have a podcast three years from now and like Katie's also going to be a guest eventually like that would have been very hilarious for me to think about at that time but a little bit about Katie if you do not know of her or have not heard of her Katie Austin is a certified fitness trainer, health coach, author, blogger, model, and has been featured on numerous television shows such as The Today Show, Rachel Ray, The Doctors, On Air with Ryan Seacrest, Sports Illustrated, Swimsuit, and more. Daughter of fitness icon Denise Austin, health and exercise has always been a part of Katie's life. Her passion for health and fitness coupled with her drive to spread the message of self-love and positive body image has led her to be recognized by Seventeen Magazine as one of their top 10 fitness Instagram accounts to follow. And trust me, I could not agree more. You guys, Katie offers so much insight and advice on this episode. It's kind of like that big sister talk is kind of my thought on this conversation. And I like her mindset a lot because she comes from an athlete background, as I do as well. And I would love for more women, especially whether even if you didn't have that athlete upbringing and background, I think it's so incredible to hear the practices, the habits, the discipline, the why behind many former athletes and how they parlay that over into their chapter today. And so, um, you know, I, I could speak for myself. If I was not an athlete prior, I think I would go and observe what are really successful people doing today whether they're a couple years older than me 10 years older than me 20 years older like what are some of the commonalities and I always look to athletes because I think they're just 
you know, so disciplined and so focused, you know, people like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and, you know, amongst many others, um, just have been very inspirational to me in their work ethic and their drive to be their best. And I think, again, like I said, that mindset can be parlayed over into all areas of your life. So Katie has a lot of great energy on this one. So let's just dive right into it. Alrighty. Well, Katie, thank you for joining me today. I'm so stoked for us to chat more. I know it's been a while since we last connected, but um, how about we just start right off the bat with you sharing your background, your story in your own words, and uh, we'll go from there. Hi guys. What's up? Well, thank you so much for having me. And by the way, I love the name of your podcast. I think it's amazing because um, I can get off track right away, but I just think it's amazing to, to realize your why in life and your passion and, mm-hmm. and what really fulfills you. Um, but me, my background, I've been in the fitness industry for a very long time, um, but never took it as a career. I am now a fitness personality, entrepreneur and sports host, but, um, I was always an athlete my entire life. I went to USC, I played lacrosse. And um, I was in workout videos with my mom since I was seven years old, but I never dreamed of it being a career. Um, first off, because social media didn't really exist when I uh, was was in the industry growing up at all either. So it's, it's definitely changed from there. And um, yeah, so my background is athletics. I was a division one athlete, uh, moved on from my sport and I graduated college and I became a co-host on a show on Fox Sports West for two years. I focused really hard on sports broadcast. A very very hard industry and i hosted at the super bowl with verizon i hosted at the red carpet at the nba awards i do summer league every single year nba summer league and so um i i really battled two careers for um you know out of right out of college and i and i tried to hustle really hard but when quarantine hit i've been really focusing on my fitness business just because it made me to be honest sports broadcasting yeah. and what i did wasn't <laughs> a thing anymore and so now I'm here and I am on every social media platform. I run my app and I have my own talk show now on YouTube. And so, yeah, that's a little bit of me. Yeah. And I love, uh, you know, we both come from a similar background with like athletics. I was a figure skater for 12 years, tennis player, USTA tennis player for 15 no years. Way. So, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. That's like sometimes some people don't really know. Yeah. So I, that's why I love like, you know, as an athlete, you get it. Like when you train all those years before college and whatnot, like there's a mindset that parlays over into like that next chapter of your life. So that's why I always love like that extra athletic connection right there. <laughs> no, totally good for you. But at the same time, it, it athletics teaches you a lot of determination ambition, uh, teamwork and leadership. But at the same time, like after you quit that sport, it is really hard to find that next chapter. And, and again, going back to your podcast name as well, it's like, after you quit a sport, you have no idea what it, what life is and what fulfills you and what like is going on. And so it's okay to feel a little bit lost. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people after they quit their sport are like, a sense of identity gets lost and it's really, really hard at first. And still to this, like, I, I think I, it was up until last year, just to give you a sense of how old I am. I'm 27 now. And so, <laughs> but my whole entire life, I played lacrosse up until literally like a year and a half ago, I had like lacrosse player in my bio and I was like, okay, dude, it's been years, <laughs> take it out. But it's hard to, it's hard to move on. It really is. 
No, it is. And that actually, um, it's kind of a tangent, but I, I'm curious because this happened to me too. So even for me, you know, especially growing up as a figure skater, I used to wake up at 5am, go train before school, you know, before high school and then train after school for tennis. Um, and I remember last year during COVID, especially, I felt this sense of rut and this, um, little bit of like lack of purpose but lack of like that same energy right like you know you remember those days when you're training and you go on the field and you're just like hyped and you have your teammates and you have like that vision of okay I want to go to this college I want to you know play in school and whatnot and you kind of envision your life as an athlete did you try to mimic that athlete energy over into like your career today in terms of like having the same discipline or I'm just curious if that was like a similar approach you had you know with that identity crisis Totally. I feel like I still kind of do. Um, I still have that kind of uh, determination, but at the same time, it's not always a good thing. Mm -hmm. I kind of, my coaches were extremely hard. Like I was very, very disciplined and we had so many run tests and like, it was just insane that I'm like always in survival mode with my career and like always looking at the next best thing. And like, how can I get ahead? And like, how can I train? And what are my goals? Like always looking at those goals. And it's a good thing I will say. Um, and I also will say like being in a sport and then not playing anymore. I feel like it, life is so free. Mm-hmm. You're not to do anything because yeah. my sport was so hard. Yeah. Gave me so much like, you know, Hey, if you can do that, you can do anything type mm-hmm. mentality. Um, but yeah, I think, I'm a huge advocate in getting young girls involved in sports because it teaches that discipline, Mm -hmm. which tells you that you cannot show up at 2 p.m. If your practice is at 2 p.m., you better show up 10 minutes beforehand. (laughs) Timing is everything. And, um, you know, it it shows you how to work with other girls on a a field or and off the field and get Mm -hmm. along with your teammates and leadership. It teaches you so many amazing things. And so, um, you know, if anyone's listening to this, I know your listeners, you said are like more Gen Z and stuff, but, you know, if anyone's listening to this and has a daughter who's younger, get them involved in sports. And it not only teaches young girls um, a lot about determination, but about their health and their bodies as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's a great segue into kind of that next topic about, I I do notice, especially with your platform, with health, fitness, working out, you talk a lot about utilizing it to build confidence within and utilizing it to focus on yourself and feel good about yourself, right? Um, You know, for those who still struggle with that aspect where they still look at fitness as like dieting and, you know, restricting certain foods. Right. And that's why, again, I love your messaging about how you approach your fitness, especially as a prior athlete. Um, What would, what would you say is like a good first step for someone that struggles with that mentality of like, you know, just utilizing as self-care almost, and just like doing it for yourself. Like what's a good first step, whether that's an action or like a mental mantra they can remind themselves each day. Yeah. So I work out personally, not to lose weight and not to get a six pack and not really as much for, you know, the aesthetic of my body. It is literally to a make me feel better, be more confident, see anxiety, and then obviously health reasons, my heart reasons, stamina and stuff like that. So, um, I think switching the mindset, once you switch your mindset of knowing that, uh, it's not so much about losing weight. If you have my app or if you have any, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I like never really talk about like losing weight in a sense mm-hmm. um, and, and stepping on a scale or anything uh, or counting calories. It is all about how you feel. And so I just want you guys to do, you know, if you're listening to this and like that piece of advice is what would it be is do 
a 20 minute workout, something light, something not too intimidating and just realize your energy levels. See mm-hmm. how you feel after that workout. And hopefully you'll feel so much more confident and so much more refreshed and energized and productive. Um, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I do a morning workout, I'm like 10 times more productive throughout the mm-hmm. entire day. And I just feel so much better. Um, and so I think it's, it's really key to work out for the right reasons. And you're only working out for you and yourself, nobody else. Mm. How do you overcome rough days? Like on the morning? So I work out in the mornings as well, right? I typically try to like, you know, wake up around 6, 6.30, go to the gym by seven, just because it helps kickstarts my day. Um, but for you, like when you're feeling slow, sluggish in the morning and just not having that right energy alignment with your mind, how do you manage that? Okay. Lots of different things. Okay. I had a really rough day yesterday. So I can kind of very much so like speak on this recently. Um, first off I I woke up at like 4 30 AM and it was party in Vegas. That's a different story, (laughs) but I will say you're not going to be motivated every, you're not going to be motivated every single day. And I think motivation has a really bad connotation to it. Mm -hmm. Meaning People always ask me, how do you get motivated? And what is motivation to you? And and why are you so motivated? And it's like, I'm not. It's just a part of my routine. It's a part of my habit. And I think we get so caught up in motivation and what, and what that really means. In, instead, you just have to make it habitual. You have to make it a part of your everyday lifestyle to make it a part of you. It's not, I mean, we hear it all the time and it's not, fitness isn't like a fad, it's a lifestyle. And, and I truly believe that. Um, and, and I know that's really cliche to say because you hear it all the time, but it really is a lifestyle. Um, but a few things that, you know, you can do if you're having a rough morning is uh, what I love to do. This sounds really weird, but like I lie to myself. What, I, what do I mean by that? I mean, like yesterday morning, I was like, okay, you are just going to work out for like 10 minutes. All you have to do is go for a nice walk. All you do is five minute abs or something like that. Something like very light. But once you guys start working out and you hit, hit that like five to 10 minute mark, you're going to keep going because you're going to feel better. And so mm-hmm. lie to yourself, say you're going to do something easy, say you're only going to do something for five, 10 minutes, and then you'll keep going because you're going to feel so good. Um, of course you can blast some music, make your, you know, make yourself feel good with some music, um, write down some things you're grateful for. And at the same time, if it's not your day, it's just not your day. And I think we are really, really hard on ourselves when we like, when we are like, okay, I cannot work out today. I don't feel well. Listen to your body. If you don't feel Mm -hmm. good enough to work out that day, fuck it. You don't need to work out every single day. Um, so don't, don't beat yourself up on having a bad day. Mm, I like that. Um, well, speaking of mornings, do you have a morning routine or habits that you typically do to help like kickstart it or anything that you've noticed has like marginally improved your life, especially from college to now that you've like implemented like in that young adult life phase? <laughs> oh man. Um, I would say my favorite thing to do in the morning is walk to get coffee. I probably walk to get coffee like five times a week. And I know that's not very budget friendly, but it's truly what makes me happy and what gets me out of bed also get some movement in and just wake me up. Um, I, I really need to be better at it, better out of the morning routine, but I will say this. The one thing I try to do is wake up at the same time every single day. And I think waking up at the same time and trying to go to bed around the same time. I don't mean like your Friday nights. I mean, just like, you know, trying to make your wake up and go to bedtime. Very routine is really important. Gotcha. Do you, do you wake up early or do you tend to kind of more like lean towards like late, later morning? <laughs> I don't know if 6.45 is early, but like 6.45, 7. Okay. 
Okay, that's a solid time. Yeah. Like no, 6.50 like is my alarm usually. So okay. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's early or late some people. Because my boyfriend's like, that's late. My boyfriend thinks like 5.30 is perfect. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm not <laughs> that's like early. 7.30. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I think, I think 6.45 is like a sweet spot for like, yeah. right in between like the too early to too late time frames. So I completely I think, agree yeah. because then if you have your alarm at 6.45, you'll wake up by like 7 oh five wash your face you're like ready to go by 7 30. yeah exactly okay i like that okay so you also recently did your shoot for sports illustrated big congrats Thank you. <laughs> and it's funny because i actually i saw your video last year during COVID. i think this was like when you first posted was it around july give or take yeah august Good okay, August. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so i remember seeing that because um well especially what i loved about it was that you combined your love for athletics fitness, right? You're the basketball shot and like lacrosse and everything. And obviously that aligns with me a lot because I'm an athlete and I was like, oh, this is so amazing because it definitely is, you know, making her stand out. And it's more of a holistic perspective on health, fitness, and what, you know, how to empower women to like love their figure for what it is. Um, but I'm curious before I get into the other question, did you apply for swim search previously or was that the first time? I first applied in 2017. I made a really plain video, just talking to camera in my bikini, so cringeworthy, um, not really showing any side of my personality. And so this year I was like, I want to show not only be like inspirational to the athletic girl out there, but also want to show another side of me. Um, and so the way I did that, I kind of like scripted my audition video and I had it in the back of my mind for so long. So I questioned it a lot because it is really, really hard to put yourself out there in a sense where I, if I have like 300,000 people following me online and 300,000 people know I put that out there and we're like, oh, that's so sad. She didn't get it. But at the same time, like, who cares what people think? I, I've already done this so many years. And what do I have to lose this time? Like, I literally have nothing to lose. And so the fact that I even questioned it was like, oh, my goodness. And so when I got it, I was like completely shocked. I truly, truly was. I, um, you know, I've just cannot believe that I almost questioned it. And it like makes me want to inspire other girls out there to like go after whatever it is, because imagine if you don't go after it, I was just had that thought in my mind. I was like, imagine if I did not record it because I got too scared. Um, so I just like go back my mind and replay that like memory. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> no, it's interesting, right? We think about what other people could think about something we're pursuing or like, you know, a video, a photo, whatever that we took and we're like second guessing ourselves. And later on, you realize like that that's actually the winning shot, right? Whereas like some people are like judging you for it, but like you just don't know until you try. So I feel like that was such a good mentality, you know, to go into with that. Totally. And I, and I think we learn that with age. Um, the years we go on, the less we kind of care about what other people mm -hmm. think. Um, and so I'm really happy that it worked out timing wise, because if I got that at age like 21, I don't know if I would be like mentally ready and okay. And you know what I mean? It was just right. like, it, it all worked out for the best. Like I'm, I'm very happy that I did not get it in 2017 when I first tried out. And so, you know, it all worked out for the best. Yeah. So you tried out twice then. Um, like how how could you explain to someone like that maybe gets scared of like trying after trying for something again like a second or third time right it takes a lot of grit and determination 
what's your best advice around that? Not only for like this type of casting, but for like anything else, whether it's a yeah. job or, you know, anything in life where you do have to try a couple of times and it's so easy to give up after the first and even second time, right? Where most times you actually have to try more than two, three times to like get something regardless of what it is. What's your best advice for that? Um, I love quotes and I love cliche <laughs> quotes. You miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. And it's so fucking true. And nobody's going to remember the times that you failed. Only you will. And they'll make you stronger. They will make you so much stronger and they will make you way more persistent and, and way more wanting to go after your dreams. Um, and so no one, no one really, this sounds also really bad. And like a lot of bad advice. If you're worried about being vulnerable because of other people, Mm. um, no one cares, no one cares. And, and, and I know that sounds really harsh, but I think we're in such a world where we revolve around ourselves so much and we, cause we care about so much other people think about us. And so it's like, do you, no one cares if you, you know, if you put yourself out there and if they do, then they have a problem with themselves, not you. And mm. it, even if you fail, you'll learn so much from it. Mm. Okay, a little bit of a tangent on that. I'm curious, do you happen to apply this also, or would you advise women to apply this also in like the dating realm? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Because I saw, I think I saw your recent post or something. It was about like your current boyfriend, how I think like you met him on a whim or something. Um, and just kind of like you, it, it just it ended up falling in, into alignment. Right. But like, I feel like that's again, like a very cool approach that you have about like sharing it openly. So I'm curious, is that something you'd have with people in, or would advise woman in that just go for it totally and, you know, I don't uh, like care about sending the first text maybe <laughs> totally I when I was single I was single for a few years and I wish I took my own advice I didn't necessarily like go for it I wouldn't say I'm not a huge I wasn't a huge dater um at the same time I didn't really care for a boyfriend so uh that if you do care for a boyfriend you should like go after it or care for a girlfriend like go after it obviously uh but at the same time like you do have to put yourself out there to you know meet anyone whether that's dating or uh connections in your career as well putting yourself out there is really really important but um yeah I met my boyfriend on a dating app and I did not reply to him and then Mm -hmm. uh, he reached out to a mutual friend to set us up and I, uh, uh, bailed on him an hour and a half before our first date. So <laughs> I, I'm not really? like, I, I really do want to tell girls out there, like you have to go out there, go on a lot of dates. My mom, like always is a huge believer in going on a lot of dates. She calls it homework. Um, and so mm. each guy, you should realize what you do and don't want, but like, I'm not, yeah. I was never a big dater. I'm just not the type of girl who wants to go on a date on a Friday night. I'd rather go out with my girls. So, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I like that though. I think it's like, it's showing that you are also very, I don't want to say content, but like also very confident being on your own. Right. Which I think is sometimes a struggle that, you know, fellow women have. I think it took me a little while to be confident on my own because I was in a five-year relationship. And so I was such a relationship girl. And then after like a year of being single, I honestly like again, so cliche, but started like dating myself and being so like, okay with being mm -hmm. alone that I wasn't really looking for anyone. And I think when you focus on yourself and you're so happy alone, that's when you can meet someone because you mm -hmm. fell in love with yourself first. And so I'm really happy that I took those few years to be single and like figure out who the fuck I am before I bring someone mm -hmm. else into a relationship with me. Um, and, and it really all it really worked out for the best. And I like could not be happier. He's the best human that ever existed, truly. <laughs> no, I, I think, and I think that's great advice too, in terms of like falling in love with yourself. Um, do you, and I know this just seems like so 
detailed, but I think a lot of girls still get stuck at like, what do I do to fall in love with myself? Right? Like, where do I start? Like, would you advise on, you know, let's just say a 22 year old girl, she just graduated college, like focus on her career or focus on her health or what is yeah. it that she could kind of work on to pinpoint to focus on her? Cause I think like when you, when we all say focus on yourself, sometimes it's almost like so vague. It's like, I don't even know where to start. Like right. what is myself, right? Like what, 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 what was, I guess, what were you working on that kind of helped bring in that confidence for yourself after that first year? I absolutely love that question because it is so broad and it's kind of like this, like self-care, like what the fuck is self-care? Um, I would say it's a combination of a bunch of things and mm-hmm it can be very little things as well. So if you want to focus on yourself and you have passions in your life, like a career or your friends or your family or um, your social life and building up a good group of girlfriends, whatever that may be, that makes you your happiest self to focus on it. I really would say focus on your career though, figure out what you love to do. And if you have extra time on your hands, cause you're not dating anybody, then you can have a side hustle and really figure out mm-hmm. and, and try different things and, and take different risks in your career as well. Especially when you're young, always take risks in your career. And then in the health and wellness space, focusing on yourself, like eating healthy and um, working out and stuff. And it doesn't mean obviously eating healthy hundred percent of the time. I'm not a believer in that whatsoever. Like finding that rhythm of yourself, um, meaning like if you finding whatever rhythm of health and wellness works for you kind of basically. So let's try out new mm-hmm. workouts too, trying out new recipes, cooking. And, um, I like, like to say this, I got this from the skinny confidential podcast. Um, it's like making promises to yourself and making sure you're keeping them. And that can be as little as like, for me, what made me feel more, more confident about myself was telling myself I'm not going to drink for 30 days. And mm-hmm. once I did that, I made a promise to myself. I actually got more confident. It was like, the, it's like a small thing I know, but but if you make little promises to yourself and you start to keep them, like I'm going to wake up 15 minutes more early tomorrow morning and you do it, you'll really start to feel a groove and, and start to love yourself more. Mm, I love that. And I think that's a, another great segue into like another topic I want to talk to you about, which was comparison. Cause I know you also share like how easy it is to look at others, especially in your industry with fitness and wellness and everyone posting their bikini photos and especially us living in Los Angeles. Like we see all of that all the time. Um, but do you have a mantra or something you remind yourself of when you catch yourself going down that comparison rabbit hole and like, you know, seeing others, especially in your industry who are also, you know, doing the same thing as you, whether that's like offering, you know, uh, fitness, um, you know, workouts and all that on an app or like video form, like how do you, reduce I guess or minimize that habit of comparing because I think we all do inevitably I think oh it's like God, very, yeah. right you know but like how what are ways to minim- compare yourself like oh, you exactly could be, I was just around so many models and at all the most beautiful girls in the world and they compare themselves so every single mm-hmm. person compares themselves because social media has really taken a toxic toll on us um mm-hmm. and so obviously unfollow people that don't make you feel good about yourself and realizing someone else's journey does not compare to yours whatsoever um and for me I really really struggle with comparing my career to others I really don't I'm very I'm actually very grateful that I don't really compare my body to others as much it's like never about that I don't really compare people's like bodies or relationships or like social life I compare careers and so Mm. I always try to work harder 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 because I never feel like I'm doing enough because I'm looking Mm. at the next girl being like oh shit she was on the today show I got to get on good morning America like career wise like what the hell it doesn't matter these are all just Mm -hmm. like you know you know, accolades and like accomplishments. And I think that's honestly the athlete in me as well, being very competitive, um, unfortunately. And so (laughs) to me, I have to realize that like, 
I'm on my own journey. I'm on my own path. And if it takes me a little bit longer to get there, who freaking cares? I have all the time in the world to get there. Um, and so to stay patient is really, really key. Mm, okay. Good advice. Being patient. And do you feel like, has anyone ever told you that having that competitiveness in your career is toxic or how do you use it, utilize it in a positive way? Cause I actually am the same way. And I think there's this, um, mentality where some are like, Oh, that's like really toxic. You shouldn't think of competing with people in your career, but I think there is a way to utilize it in a positive way. So for those who are also similar mindset, do you have any tips for them in how they can frame yeah. it in a positive way? I mean, I think everyone should have a little bit of competitiveness in them, in their careers. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I don't mean an influencer world. I mean, if you have a nine to five, I mean, if you have any sort of job in the world and you want to be successful, you have to be competitive in some sort of way. And I think being competitive has a very bad connotation to it. It doesn't mean you have to be a mean person. It doesn't mean you yeah. have to compete with the exact same girl who's doing the exact same thing as you and, you know, oust them or anything like that. Being competitive has some flair to it and it just shows your passion. Um, and so for me, I see, you know, a lot of, uh, of course, I, I believe in like community and collaboration and, um, you know, empowerment and, and helping other women's businesses, which I'll always do. Um, it, it doesn't have, it, you can be competitive and still collaborate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think they're two fine lines against each other. I think right. I'm a perfect blend of them, to be honest, mm -hmm. because I'm, I'll never like tear down another girl in any sort of way. I just have a little bit of passion in me. Hmm. I think, and I think that's true too, that some people often like bring competition and collaboration, like into separate groups when you can actually utilize both. And I think that's why I love your messaging in that you can do both and you can have both. It's just how you frame it in your life. Cause I think again, that negative connotation sticks around and people go, Oh, that's just so negative. How could you be that person? But yeah, being competitive does not mean you have to right. be mean or cutthroat in a bad way. And a lot of females, if they're competitive, they're seen as bitchy. And, mm -hmm. and it's so fucking annoying sometimes because yeah. I know a lot of guys in a regular nine to five finance space who are very competitive and they'll just be hardworking. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, why can't we be, why can't we as women in, you know, an industry like we're in be competitive mm -hmm. and why are we seen as bitchy and controlling? Exactly. So I, I believe in being competitive, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I, that's why I said, I think there's, we need more people, like especially women sharing that so that you know the younger generation can see oh okay so it's not bad and it's not that i look bad if i be i become more who i am so i think that's really good okay so lightning round question outside of health and fitness um what's your best advice for young women or something you would tell your younger self in your early 20s while you were in college try everything meet everybody you're young <laughs> and so you don't need as much sleep do everything Meaning if there's a club you want to join or a job you want to do, an internship, take every different class, take risks. You are so young right now and you'll never in a, ever again get the chance to try so many different things and meet so many different people. Also, career-wise, networking is going to get you your job when you graduate. And so make sure you meet as many people as you possibly can. What is one personal goal you have for this year and why? Ooh, one personal goal I have for this year is to slow down. And I think 2020 taught me how to slow down a little bit. And then ever since 2021 hit, I've been really overwhelmed again. 
and always thinking about my next career move and always thinking about what I'm doing next and the weekend. And, and I'm just like, so caught up in like a five-year plan and, and growing my business. And it's just like, there's no rush, slow down one thing at a time. And I really, really want to work on my anxiety, honestly, as a personal goal. Mm, I love that. Um, how do you measure success? Ooh. Um, honestly, um, success is just like when you first said success, like what came to my mind, um, is like having a family and getting married and getting a house. And like, I think success is just being happy. And I know that's like really cliche, but like literally my first thing that came to mind is like getting married to my boyfriend and (laughs) you'd probably take a but, um, getting married and having a family and being happy and buying a home. Yeah. Oh, I love that. No, I mean, I really love that because I think, again, kind of part of the key messaging of this podcast is like, there's more to life outside of your career so and money. Fun. And yeah, so uh, which again, great segue though, into the final question, which I ask everyone on the show, um, but kind of similar, what ultimately fulfills you in life? I would say a lot of small things fulfill me, um, but overall my family and um all my cousins, my sister, my parents, my boyfriend, my best friend, everyone around me makes me feel just so much better about life and, and, you know, giving to them and being there and supporting them and them supporting me fulfills me. Um, there's all other small things that fulfill me, of course, like my job, my business, the people that do my workouts inspire me and, and fulfill me. And of course, like I would be lying if I didn't say like, making some money fulfills me, obviously, like we're all human. And why do we freaking work is to um, provide for our future families. Um, And so that fulfills me. And um, yeah, that family is what I want. And I love that because it is about relationships. I always talk about this on the show is I think um, when you get older, you start to realize how fulfilling meaningful relationships are, no matter what the circumstances are in your financial world and, you know, your job and other aspects of your your life. But if you have that strong, meaningful relationships, you know, in whether it's with family or your personal loved ones, whatever, friends, colleagues, I think that is the ultimate key to a lot of our fulfillment. So I love that. (laughs) Well, where can everyone find you share all of your platforms, your Instagram, all that. And yes. So I'm just at Katie Austin on every single platform. I'm on YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok, Triller, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, um, all the platforms. And, uh, I also have the Katie Austin app over 150 follow along workout videos. Amazing. And I will for sure link all that in the show notes. Thank you again for being on the show. This was so fun. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. And that was all for today's episode with the lovely Katie Austin. You guys, she has such great energy and a really great mindset as well. So if you're not following her yet, I definitely would because she has a lot of great fitness videos, just how she takes care of her health and wellness and really does keep it real, which I obviously love so much and I think is a great role model for a lot of us out there who are you know growing up in the social media era as we all are so uh, before you head out please be sure to rate and review the podcast share this conversation on your Instagram story if you enjoyed it and be sure to tag us at what fulfills you pod and also be sure to be on the lookout for new merchandise coming on the website at what fulfills you.com um, as of now the no 
book is still available but limited time only so grab that while you can again everything is on the website at whatfulfillsyou.com thanks again for tuning in this week i will chat with you all next time 